everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Moves Podcast, where we talk about all things global mobility. I'm your host, Dimitra, and today we're going to continue our series that we started on the expat relocation experience. Now, just to remind you, I'm currently going through a relocation. I am from Cyprus. I was born and raised there. I relocated 10 years ago to England, and now recently I decided to relocate to Dubai. Now, in the last episode, we talked about phase one of any relocation, which is choosing where to relocate, choosing the perfect location. Today, in phase two, we're going to talk about preparing for the big move. Now, let me paint this picture for you. Have you ever booked yourself a beach holiday, let's say, and then spent the next few weeks leading up to your holiday getting quote-unquote holiday ready? So what I mean is, you know, you start to hit the gym, you start to save some money, you start looking for vacation outfits, and the list goes on. That is exactly what this next phase of relocation feels like. In part one, in phase one of this series, I shared with you my 10 steps on choosing where to relocate. And now that you've found your next destination, you can use this time before your departure to prepare for the big move. How you spend this time will be crucial in determining how stress-free your first few weeks in your new destination will be. So the hardest part is over. You've chosen the place where you envisage will best meet your current goals and needs. And now you have to ensure that your new beginning isn't ruined by the chaos and the stress of arriving unprepared. I'm going to share my best advice as a seasoned expat on what to keep in mind and how to use this time productively. So first up is getting to know the area. In phase one, you will have familiarized yourself with your new destination, at least enough to know whether it would be a good fit for you. But now you have to really dive deeper into your city of choice to discover exactly where everything is located to avoid feeling overwhelmed when you arrive. So what I mean is, look at, you know, what neighborhoods are good to live in? How far away are they from a grocery store? Where are your closest transport links? Where's your office located? How far is the gym? How far are restaurants, bars, going out spots? Where is the nearest healthcare facility? And so much more. To help you with this, you can use the same means that we mentioned in phase one. That is Google, you know, researching on Google, that is a great tool. Watching YouTube videos, another very, very good tool. Um, A lot of YouTube videos out there with expats who speak about their expat relocation experience. And then thirdly, speaking directly to locals and expats in that area. Moving on to number two, house hunting. Okay, so house hunting was probably the most stressful part of my relocation. Trying to choose from afar the best home in the best area can be very, very confusing. Fortunately, there are many websites to help you search for accommodation. But unfortunately, some of these websites are scams. So to lower your chances of being deceived or scammed out of money, look for the most legitimate websites. Now, how do you know they're legitimate? Again, that's tricky. I would say, you know, websites that are recommended by others, others who have used them, and websites that have a lot of good reviews online. However, even if you think you found a home through a reputable website or agency, 
My advice would be not to pay any money before arriving in country, before seeing the property in person, before meeting the landlord or agent in person. Even those websites and agencies that seem to be trustworthy can be fraudulent. Trust me, I've learned this through experience because it's happened to me. I've been scammed out of money. So, you know, I do appreciate that sometimes in order to hold on, you found an apartment and you want to hold on to it until, you know, two, three weeks time when you arrive in country, you don't want to lose it. So you want to pay that security deposit or whatever it is. But in my experience, my advice would be don't. I would say, you know, try to ask the landlord or the agent to hold on to it for you. If they can't, then I would say let it go. Because again, from personal experience, I would rather risk losing that place rather than paying that money and, you know, risk it being a scam. I think there's a much higher risk in it being a scam. And also I think that any good agency will understand, will appreciate that you're not comfortable with sending money before you actually get there and see it in person and meet them in person. So any good agency wouldn't even put you in that position. But again, this is just speaking from personal experience. I'm sure there's circumstances where this isn't possible, but that would just be my personal advice. Right, moving on to number three, your budget. As we discussed in phase one, a relocation requires a budget specifically to assist you in your initial setup in the new location. So this is, these are some expenses that, you know, they're not recurring. They're just a one-off expense that you'll have to sort of pay out at the very beginning. Some of these will include, for example, temporary accommodation when you arrive until you find your more permanent accommodation. So whether that be you're staying in a hotel or some uh, or an Airbnb or some other kind of apartment. Another one is it's quite obvious your actual flight to get to your new destination, including any extra luggage that you need to book on this flight. Because, of course, when you're just relocating somewhere, you're probably going to have a lot more things to take over than if you're already there and you're just sort of flying back and forth. Another one is your home essentials, your agency fees, your rent deposit. Again, every country will have different fees when it comes to your accommodation. So make sure you look into those and know that even though it might be sort of a big lump sum at the beginning, it's not a recurring cost that you'll have to pay out every month. And make sure my advice is to make sure to include in this budget some extra money as a contingency for any unexpected expenses that honestly are guaranteed to arise. There will always be unexpected expenses. You won't know everything. So just make sure you have a little bit of leeway, a little bit of extra money in your budget. Number four, recommendations. It's very important, in my opinion, to use suppliers or providers that have been recommended by others in order to reduce the possibility of being disappointed or, as I mentioned earlier, being scammed. During your research and through talking to locals and expats, look out for providers who have been tried, tested and recommended by others or, as I said earlier, have a lot of positive reviews online. Number five delays. Now, I cannot emphasize this enough. As with all big projects, from house renovations to business activities, it is rarely the case that everything goes according to the initial plan and timeline. Therefore, keep in mind that there may be many, not may, there will be 
delays during this period, whether that be in your visa application, your offer letter, your, you know, your ID, in my case, uh, you know, I need a local ID in Dubai, whatever the case may be, there will be delays. So make sure to be flexible and again, build a contingency plan so that you won't be thrown off when these delays occur. Finally, my final tip to you, every relocation, no matter how prepared you are, will always be accompanied by a certain level of stress and unfamiliarity. It's just the way that it is. Now, acknowledging that and expecting it in and of itself is also a form of preparation, a form of psychological preparation. Aim to reduce your anxiety as much as possible by preparing as much as one can before you arrive. But since you cannot foresee and thus cannot prepare for every scenario, expect some things to go wrong, expect some plans to change and expect some level of stress and adjust accordingly. Finally, ensure to keep open lines of communication with your employer during this period, as well as the sort of initial period once you arrive, so that, you know, they know what's going on and they can allow you some flexibility to settle in. So thank you all for listening. I hope that helped. I hope that, you know, these steps will help you prepare in your relocation. By the time we speak in the next episode, I think I will have finally settled into my place in Dubai. So then I'll have the time to look back, reflect on things, reflect on the advice that I shared and on my experience, again, what I expected and you know what was the reality. And we can look at these things again together and I'll tell you, I'll give you my advice on sort of reality, sort of expectation versus reality. Thank you all for listening and I'll catch you next time.